Welcome to the very first bonus episode of the ABC Music Talk podcast, a podcast about the music industry. Except in this episode, we're going to be talking about the podcast. Now, I'm doing this partly because I wondered whether there might be people listening that are thinking about doing their own podcast, and therefore me sharing my experiences is perhaps as interesting as my guests coming on and sharing their experiences from the music industry. In this episode, I will be referencing back to the music industry as I go, so keep listening regardless. Uh, The other thing was, I wondered if people might be wondering if they were the only ones listening. So I'm going to cover some of the statistics to just demonstrate that you're not alone. You're not the only one listening. Other people do. This is a good thing, right? So today's a very special day. It's the 25th of April, 2020, exactly six months on from when the very first show went live. Now, that's significant in a sort of slightly arbitrary way. But more importantly for me, it it was the amount of time that I wanted to give to see whether or not two things... One, did I still enjoy doing this? Was this something that I wanted to keep doing? Um, but also, was anyone listening? Like, did it, does anyone care? Is this something that people actually want? Do people get from this? So I'm going to talk about some of that stuff. The good thing is, it's kind of a yes to both of those. Now, yes, doing this podcast takes way more time than I thought it was going to, but I do enjoy the process. I'm out networking with people. I'm having to research some, some of the shows. So I'm learning. My personal growth is going up through this podcast. But you, you guys are listening. And I want to share some of those statistics with you. If you do follow me on social media, you will know mid-March I put a post out, 1,000 downloads. Now, 1,000 downloads, it's a number. But if you know anything about podcasting, it's not a particularly good number. But it's a number nonetheless. So in all honesty, I don't really care about the numbers. I don't earn money from doing this. I do this because I want to do this. But I put a flag in the sand mid-March. That's four and a half months from the very first show going live, 1,000 downloads. Okay, right, it's your baseline. That's where you're going to build from. What I can tell you is that in a month and a half after that, pretty much more or less all the numbers have doubled. So it's not a trend. I've realized that. You know, if Chaz Jenkins from Chartmetric was here, former guest on the show, he would tell me, you need more data, Alex, to determine whether or not this is something that's actually really working or not. But it's certainly not stalled. I thought that was interesting because... It's not just the number of downloads that that have gone up, but it's also the number of unique listeners. Now, that's important because, of course, with podcasting, as it might be if you're a fan of an artist, that there's more likely, if you've got more unique people listening, then the likelihood they will become, if you like, fans, or for me, subscribers, uh, or followers on Spotify, as it is. That was very important to me to to make sure that that was something that was going to keep going up. And and it is. And it's fantastic. It's great to to see. And and also what I can tell from every episode that goes out, more and more people keep listening or at least keep downloading. And we'll get to some of the nuances there. Now, for some of this data, I'm using various dashboards. The main one I'm using is from my hosting company. And if you're thinking about doing a podcast, I recommend you go check it out. They do a kind of free thing just to help get you going. They obviously have a bunch of premium stuff and they, they've got some incredible features in there. So go and check them out. They're called Sounder FM. Uh, great customer service. So if you've never done a podcast before, they will help you if you get stuck. It's really, really good. Thoroughly recommend them. The other thing they've done is they built a dashboard. Now, if you know anything about my career, I've built dashboards. I've built lots of data aggregation dashboards in, in the various companies that I've worked with. So it's something that I understand like inherently. And what I can tell you is that I know from my experience how difficult it can be to aggregate data from lots of different sources. You know, they tag things differently. They refer to things differently. The data itself might mean something intrinsically different. And so it's very difficult sometimes to kind of compare two bits of data to say that's exactly what's happening from these two different platforms because they're kind of measuring it in a slightly different way. 
I can tell you one thing, those of you that work in the music industry, if you think that the data visualization tools, the data aggregation tools are poor, go and take a look at the podcasting industry. Because my God, these guys, it's like five years ago in the music industry. It, they are so far behind us. It's insane. Like, for example, they can't distinguish between what is a download and what is a stream. And if you think about that, all right, there's no money made from each one particularly, right? You know, outside of any sort of advertising-based sort of CPMs or whatever. But you, you can't tell whether someone's actually listening or whether the app that they've got is just kind of automatically downloading it and then they're never actually listening to it. So you have no real clear understanding of exactly what's going on there. So again, all of the statistics that I'll give you on this episode, take with a pinch of salt. I don't, it doesn't really mean anything to me commercially that's not that's not the point of this i do this for free i enjoy doing it just know this if you're in the music industry just be very grateful you're not in the podcasting industry right now from a sort of like measurement point of view because it's so poor but i want to say this right when i first started doing this everyone told me or, or like all of the blogs if you like that apple podcast was kind of the king right the king that was it and and everything else was kind of a little bit sort of you know whatever but that isn't true for this. Now, maybe it's because it's about the music industry. A lot of people in the music industry use Spotify. The Spotify dashboard is fantastic. But not only that, uh, more people seem to be listening through Spotify than they do through Apple Podcasts, at least for this show, which was completely inverted from what I thought might happen. So uh, hats off to Spotify for clearly making a fairly joined up listening experiences for their customers. But also their dashboard is just much better. Like they, you get way more information about the audience for your podcast so if you are going to do a podcast pay attention to what's going on, on spotify like you you'll find it more useful so this is the 28th episode uh, the 29th episode will go live tomorrow and what i'm seeing uh, this is hugely encouraging is that people are going back and checking out old episodes which was very much part of the design you know the idea behind other than the current affairs stuff right which will age probably quite quickly is I was just trying to create episodes that were going to cover some different dis well you know disciplines right or the basics and so it was meant to be a bit of a resource like the idea is that you kind of navigate back through see something you're interested in and go and have a listen that seems to be happening and that's fantastic I love the fact that that plan actually kind of came off so one of my favorite things to do is to go and look back and see where people are listening to this show from and it kind of astounds me as to how far and wide this podcast reaches at the thousand download mark there were people from 39 countries listed now obviously some of those countries were single downloads or low interaction so a month and a half on that's now up to 50 now that's great that's fantastic uh obviously the majority of those are people from the uk you know i'm english that makes sense that's where my network is based from and it also makes sense that many of the others are from countries like the US, Canada and Australia. But what really surprises me is kind of where people are tuning in on a regular basis from other countries. And some of those other countries, maybe not a great surprise. Spain, Germany, Holland, France. I know a bunch of people in those countries. It's not a huge surprise. But I don't, I don't think I know anyone in Romania, South Africa and India. So thank you for tuning in, guys. If you're listening now... That makes me so happy. Keep doing that. Like I, I, when I see stuff like that, I'm just thinking, wonder that this was the point of this. This is what I meant to do. I meant to kind of take some of the experiences from one country and share them with others. So that's what's happening. It's fantastic. This particular statistic, age, this is the one that 
makes me laugh the most because, as you know, if you're a regular listener, this whole podcast was aimed at what I've tried not to call young people, but probably are young people, i.e. people that are coming out of education and going into the music industry for the first time. So that was the point of this. It was meant to be a podcast for people within that age demographic. And what I've learned is that only 10% of the people listening to the show are in the age bracket that I thought, which was the 18 to 22. The highest amount of people listening to it, bizarrely, are people of my age, 35 to 44. All right, I'm at the wrong end of that. But 35 to 44, 26% of the people listening to the podcast are in that age bracket. And either side of that, so slightly younger, slightly older, makes up more or less the rest of the listenership for the podcast. So I've kind of got that wrong in my assumption about who might be listening to this. Now, my theory, and it's not a watertight theory, is that that's probably just because the people that learn about the show are people that uh, know me or know people that know me. And so because I'm sharing it on on my LinkedIn, I'm sharing it on my Instagram, my Facebook or whatever, right? So the, 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 there are people that are probably connected to me in the first place. So that's going to be people that I work with on a regular basis. Now, typically, I work with people that are roughly speaking my age or, or there or thereabouts. And so the people that know those people are probably in a similar boat. So what I've got to figure out is how to get to the younger generations, because that was kind of the point of this. What's interesting is that the statistics and data are making me think, well, maybe I should change the way I pitch this. You've got to understand, when it, before I speak to any of my guests, I explain to them that this podcast is aimed at people coming into the industry for the first time. Now, I know that they have been tempering some of their language. I know that they have been simplifying certain explanations. Um, I've encouraged them to do so. You've heard me do it on the shows. But I wonder whether if I just change the premise of this to it's a podcast for people in the music industry or people that are interested in the music industry, then maybe some of those interviews start to get a little bit more in depth. Maybe they start to get a little bit more complicated and we get into the weeds a little bit more. That could be fun. That could be very interesting. So that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to change the idea behind the podcast, which is it's just for people that are interested in the music industry. Because clearly a lot of people are have had long careers in the music industry and they are still tuning in on a regular basis and listening. And I think that's interesting. I think that's important. So the age statistics are, are hilarious to me, um, but also very important. So at this point, I'm going to take a moment. I'm just going to pause and all of that kind of stuff. And I'm going to do something that apparently, if you read about how to podcast or you listen to the sort of how to podcast podcasts, you should encourage your listeners to go and rate and review the show. Now, I think Apple Podcasts is probably the main one where most people think about it. There are others, but um, go and do that. What you're going to do by rating and review the show, of course, you're going to improve the data going into the algorithms, which are going to help discovery. And so hopefully that will improve the amount of people that listen to the show, obviously. But also I'm hoping that I might start to move outside of my kind of more immediate networks, um, which is, you know, would be very, very useful, certainly with hitting that goal of trying to get to some of those you know, new people that are coming into the industry that, that I don't know, that perhaps you don't know, but then might discover it because they're searching for something about the music industry, you know, and then would come across this show. So now I know from a little bit of feedback from various people, uh, the and I know this anyway, right? I'm not, I, I listen to all of the show. I have to listen to all the shows back. I have to for my insanity. One of the things I do know is that the quality has been, I'm going to use the word inconsistent and then replace it immediately with poor. 
when I first started doing this podcast, I didn't really want to spend a lot of money on it. I didn't know if it was something that people wanted to listen to. I didn't know if it was something that I was going to be interested in doing. So I had this old Zoom microphone that I I just had kicking around for a while. I mean, I still use it to actually record the audio onto, but what I've done now is I've replaced some of the microphones. You heard me talk about it on the Aston Mike CEO James Young interview. I bought three of his Aston Stealth mics. These are professional recording microphones. I've got a new mixer. I bought a Machionics mixer. This is what podcasters typically recommend you should you should have. It's got great preamps. It's got a cleaner sound, less noise. I bought better cables, bought new stuff. I mean, all very boring to hear. But ultimately, what I'm trying to do is just improve the sound quality of the podcast because, let's face it, a podcast is pe- you listening to somebody talk. And so if that sounds rubbish, you're probably not going to listen and therefore the whole thing becomes an exercise in futility. So let's change all of that and just do a little bit of investment into that. So I hope you appreciate that. I hope you can hear like this this episode now. All right, I'm recording it at home. It's not in a studio. There's not great acoustics, but hopefully the sound quality is better than some of the, the earlier ones. The other thing is, as you know, we're in well, it's 25th of April 2020. We're in lockdown. I can't get out. I can't go and speak to people. I can't actually use some of the equipment that I've bought. So I'm having to record this through the computer, through uh, some form of internet connection. And if you listen to a few of the, the recent shows, you'll know I've been running into a couple of technical problems. And it's, it's kind of silly stuff. It's people hitting the desk as they're talking to me on the other end. And it's making the microphone go weird. Or they're clicking something as they're talking to me. These are the sorts of things that when you're in front of someone, you can kind of correct. Like you, People are a bit more aware and you can control your your environment much better. Now, all this is to say, one, I hope you just kind of give me a little bit of grace there. There's not that much I can do about some of that stuff. But it has led me down a path of something which I said at the very beginning of this I wouldn't do, which was I said I would never edit my shows. Now, in my head, that meant, one, it was going to save me time. Two, I thought it would be just a bit more genuine. But what I discovered is actually the editing process isn't as hard as I thought. So... And it was also necessary, like in certain circumstances, it was just absolutely necessary. I mean, I had some horrendous problems, ironically, with the microphone that James was using uh, on his end. I think I don't, it wasn't one of his products. It was just, you know, kind of an Internet mic. Right. And it kept going a bit weird. And so I had to try and edit that out. I had to try and fix that. I want to try and smooth these episodes out. That's why the editing is going to probably be a thing that I do. I'm going to try it. I'm going to give it a go. Why not, right? If I if I can make a better sounding podcast, I should do that. that. So one of the other things I've started to use is a new product from the Cloud Bounce guys. So if you make music, uh, you may be using their online tool, uh, which is just one of those kind of online mastering using algorithms to kind of, you know, boost signals and kind of temper, you know, volumes and all the rest of it, a bit of compression, a bit of boosting, you know, a bit of gain, all the rest of it. And for podcasters, it's called Bouncecast. So I'm kind of, playing with that seeing if that helps and actually for some of the older shows it certainly has so i'm going to go back and kind of redo a lot of the the old shows just running it through the algorithm and uh, and, the, and the fantastic guys at sounder are going to allow me to go back and replace some of those audio clips which is which is great because uh, as i said earlier people are going back and discovering the old shows so i kind of want to try and bring as much consistency in as i possibly can so that's one of the other little side projects that i've got going on at the moment but let's talk about music this is, this is a, uh, a podcast about the music industry, yet there is no music on the show. So one of the things that I want to change, um, my very good friend, former guest on the show, Scott Diaz, he's actually going to create some music that's going to kind of top and tail the, the podcast. If you listen to podcasts, you will know almost 
every podcast has music to top and tail the shows. So I'm just going to do that. I just think from a production point of view, that's something that's a little bit of an easy win that I should be doing, especially given the fact that this is a, a podcast about the music industry. So that's coming. And staying with Scott and music, um, if you do follow me on social media, you'll know that every episode that goes out, apart from this one, uh, has a promo video that I make. And it always has the, the music from, from Scott. Scott's given me a great library of stuff that I've kind of sort of picking my way through. And as you know, I use the rotorvideos.com platform to create those little promo videos. Very, very easy. You should have a go. And remember, click the logo on the homepage of my website. You get 10% off every video that you make. Uh, it's so easy to do that I think the videos are very effective. In fact, I know they're effective because sometimes I get more comments about the videos than I do about the episodes, or at least that's how it feels. So the videos actually led me to the Solomon Gray interview. I got, a, I got an email from Tina Hart from Tina Hart Media. Shout out to Tina. She's fantastic. If you need PR in the music industry, she's great. She got in contact with me and she said, I'm looking for some music industry podcasts to help promote the new single or the new EP from, from Solomon Gray. And I was like, sure, if you want. There's me thinking, you do realize how amateur my podcast is. But she was saying that she thought it looked really professional. And one of the reasons why she thought it looked professional was because of the videos that I was making, which was just hilarious to me. I was like, kind of, oh, that's very cool. That's great. I mean, if that's what, if it's giving off that impression, then it's the right thing to do. So I'm going to keep doing them. I, quite frankly, it's the most fun to do that part of it. I really enjoy making the videos with Rosa. So one of the other things that I've been doing is playing with advertising. Now, the reason for this is because, and I know this anyway from working with artists, but it's amazing how bad social media is at socializing a message. I get it. They're, they're businesses, right? They're trying to make some money. So they're trying to push you down the route of boosting, so-called boosting, spending money advertising your posts. And so I've been, t I've been, tr I've been playing with that. And what I've, what I've learned is it's really difficult. And I don't really know how to measure success. Like I know that with one of the posts I did, all it kind of really did was it got me a whole load of extra Instagram followers, which, you know, that's fine. Right? That, that kind of helps. Um, I don't know whether they're people that have ever listened to the show, though. So I don't know how effective it was from that point of view. But ultimately, the advertising piece of it is really hard. I'm going to try and get somebody onto the show who's going to hopefully show me how to do it as a byproduct of that. Uh, we'll be able to help you if you if you need to do some advertising for your new releases or you're working with a band or whatever it is that you're doing this whole process of, of paid advertising on social media is really quite difficult so i'm going to try and help you guys now one of the other things is that i'm currently doing a show a week now that was one of the bits of advice that i remember when i first started looking at doing this was that you should never have a schedule you should never actually say to, to people yeah every single week it's going to be this because it puts this kind of weird pressure on the output of the, the show. And most people do this for fun. They do it as a part-time side hustle. They do it because they're interested in whatever it is that they're talking about. And so as soon as it becomes not fun, that's normally where the shows fail. That's normally where people just stop doing them. And a large part of that is kind of that pressure of, I've got to come up with something new. I've got to kind of do something uh, and, and you know get it out there. And so I never said to at any point, this is a weekly show. It's turned into that, which is fine. There seems to be enough interest in people coming onto the show and I've got enough kind of ideas about each episode of what they should look like or what they should be covering so that we can kind of keep that regularity around it so I'm going to keep trying to do that uh, I won't promise that it's always going to be like that but at the moment we're going to keep doing it these shows do take a lot of time to prepare for they take a, you know a bunch of time to record 
and certainly the promotion piece of it is a bit of a minefield at the moment but i do just want to end with a, a huge thank you a huge thank you obviously to the guests the, these these are music interview professionals whether they're artists or executives and they give up a, a good amount of time to engage with me to, for the setup and then the actual recording itself and they've also been all great at helping me promote the show so i really appreciate all of that but mostly thank you to the listeners i i can't thank you enough it's wonderful to hear from you please keep you know getting in contact do tell me if there's anything you want me to cover i will try and do it if it's an artist you want me to get on the show i'm not saying i can do it but i might be able to get to some of them if there's a subject matter you want me to cover i will do that if there's an executive you want me to interview then i will try and do that but just let me know it's 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 meant to be a sort of an audience participation podcast. So let's try and do that. So it's still lockdown, still a weird time. So stay safe out there. And I hope you enjoy this week's show. <laughs>